Over my years of birding, I've discovered that the better I get to know a bird, the more I love it. During the first quarter century of my birding life, I managed to see rufous hummingbirds in Texas, Arizona, Louisiana, and Alaska, but seldom for more than seconds at a time and never for more than a minute or two. I thoroughly enjoyed seeing that tiny hummingbird, but my encounters did not give me the kind of intimate connection I needed to actually fall in love. Then, in November 2004, one showed up at my home office window feeder and stuck around for two and a half weeks. It was a hectic fall. We were at the beginning of a huge great gray owl invasion, and Russ and I were taking our kids to Florida over Thanksgiving, so I wasn't able to spend as much time watching the hummingbird as I'd have liked. And while we were gone to Florida for six full days, my mother-in-law took over for me, putting out feeders with warm water at first light and swapping them with fresh warm feeders whenever ice started forming. But the time I did spend with that hummingbird endeared her to me, and she was definitely on my top 10 list of great bird experiences for 2004. In 2007, I saw one in Wisconsin and saw them several times during my 2013 big year in New Mexico, Arizona, and California. But once again, these were all sightings lasting mere seconds. It's hard to meet a bird's eye when it's flitting by at top speed. And that was that for my lifetime experiences with Rufus hummingbirds until just this year. On November 6th, my neighbor Jean told me that a hummingbird was coming to a feeder down the block. I headed right there and got a few photos. The species we think of as the only hummingbird in the East, the ruby throat, would have been far rarer in November than several Western species. And sure enough, this was no ruby throat. It was a rufous hummingbird. I figured out pretty quickly that like my previous November hummer, this was a female. And when she wasn't visiting feeders, she was spending only a bit of her time resting. She also explored every nook and cranny of our neighborhood. Jean and I both set up hummingbird feeders in our own yards, and within an hour or so, she discovered both. She came many times every day through December 4th, breaking the record for late date of any hummingbird in St. Louis County, which had been set by my previous hummingbird. She spent her final day here pigging out while temperatures were in the 40s but winds unfavorable for migration. Then an hour or so before sunset, when the winds died down and shifted to the northwest, she lit out for the territory. During her extended visit, now that I have excellent camera equipment, I took thousands of photos of her through an open window right at my feeder and roosting in a nearby tree. I also took pictures and videos at a feeder on my front porch. That's where I got lovely slow-motion video of her. Many of these photos and videos are on my blog. The detailed photos established that she had to be an adult female rufous hummingbird. This time we were not simultaneously having a great gray owl invasion, so not nearly as many birders were up here in Duluth to look at her too. But over the four weeks she was here, dozens of birders did show up. 
and because I didn't have an owl invasion to distract me and did have a pandemic to keep me home right when my daughter and son-in-law took my grandson to New York for a few weeks, I spent hours every day watching this tiny visitor really getting to know her. Watching this tiny sprite so unabashed during a couple of snowstorms and a few days when highs barely reached 20, her pluckiness and sheer hardiness filled me with admiration and abiding love. Of course, she's way at the top of my top 10 list for my best birds of 2021, but she also managed to work herself into a place in my top 10 favorite birds of all time, the tiniest yet gutsiest bird on that list. I'll never be able to think about her without smiling. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.